Howdy, everybody. I'm Cisco Naira with Humidity Podcast, the sister of Humidity, Houston's bike courier zine. This was a bike messenger zine that started back in 1998. It ran month to month for tres años. It was about the bike messenger lifestyle and culture. Now we're bringing it to you in audio. We are continuing the conversation a decade and a half later with a new perspective from H-Town to the world. We'll be talking to ex-bike messengers, current bike messengers, and friends of bike messengers. So sit back, take a ride, and enjoy the show. What up, fellow scums, people of the internet? Welcome to the Humidity Podcast. This is episode number 44 and my next guest, god damn, we go back, dude, to when I uh, started as a messenger. Uh, this motherfucker has a long introduction with me just because the fact that, man, everything that I've done in the messenger game, uh, this person has been the behind the walls, behind the scene motherfucker who don't want to be seen. That's why we're not doing video today. Peeping game. <laughs> and... Uh, He's actually been the backbone of everything that I've done um, in 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 the whole bike messenger scene. So everybody, give it up! What's up, brother? What's what going it down? Do? Hey, bring that mic just in front of you, in front of you. Like, scoot it over to the side and put it out in front of you. Yeah. How's that? Oh, it's perfect. You sound like Barry Barry White dog now. <laughs> So what's up, man? What's going down? Oh. I've been trying to get you on here for me. There's a reason for that. I uh, know, right? I, I peep game. I don't partake. Ah, I hear you. I hear you. So um, since uh, you stopped by earlier uh, to collect rent, <laughs> and uh, I was like, dude, let's podcast real quick. So it's like, come on, man, let's do it real quick. So... Uh, man, well, I guess we're just going to take it back a little bit. Uh, actually, I just want to uh, make an announcement also, too, that uh, on December, damn, I can't remember, the end of the month, um, uh, I'm going to have a winter solstice reunion, maybe a little alley cat. And uh, uh, what, what it's really going to be about is... Houston held the North American Cycle Courier Championship in 2002, and this year is 2022, so it's actually 20 years later since then, and uh, we're just going to show the videos of the NAC, which was the biggest part of all that thing, uh, you know, making the video, editing, putting it together, and by the way... It is a fucking amazing video. If you hadn't seen it, it's on YouTube. You can check it out at 2wim.com or 2wim on, on YouTube. That's T-W-I-M. Also, he was a creator of the first winter solstice. Well, it wasn't the first. It was second. Yeah. Second. No, it was the fourth winter solstice. Was it? Yeah, but you actually came with the video. It was the fourth annual winter solstice. Uh, messengers from Texas, Louisiana, all come down to Houston. Video cameras all over the place and drove during the race and and made a badass video about that too. So we're just going to like screen a shot or play those videos on a big screen. Uh, Location to be announced, but uh, I'll throw out a flyer and let you guys know so y'all can all show up and check it out. But 
Uh, I guess let's take it back a little. You actually become a fucking bike messenger. Do you remember? 92. It was, uh, what was it? Right after, yeah, 92. Me Ni- me and uh, Chris, the boy Wonder, Ham. I'm not sure which name we had at the time. Did you say Ham? Yeah. H-A-M? Like Hamlet. Are you serious? I did not know this. That's what I'm saying. Ladies and gentlemen, every time I do a podcast with a messenger, I always find something out I've never known. Why? Why that? Because he had the Hamlet haircut. (laughs) (laughs) And the the movie Hamlet was out. So people were calling him Hamlet. (laughs) Oh, my God. I've never heard this story. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was Ham. They cut Hamlet down to Ham. I've never known it. I can't wait to to get Chris on here. He's got man. like I don't know. He's got multiple uh, oh, names, but yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no other. Oh, well, they they when they would see us, they would call us the dynamic duo. Uh, well, uh, apparently, you guys are still a dynamic duo. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they're the owners and operators of CRR Court Record Research. Uh, which have been a big sponsor of Tim and I during these last three trips across Texas and California and Europe. Thank you very much for your sponsorship and donation for that. But yeah, dude, you went from bike messenger to all this other... Man, you've had a a career of like all kinds of things. Well, <laughs> I, w- I would have to say myself because I've been dealing with you for 25 years now and I've seen you like... You know, stick to several things. That's okay. I always tell people that's what life is about. Like you got to try different things. Like not to be in one career like we've been always embedded into in the fifties and sixties and seventies and eighties. Like oh, you need to get a job and spend the rest of your life at that job for benefits and retirement. Like you are, we're a lot alike in in ways. Like we like to try different things. Like if it's it's always on to the next, right? Right. It's like uh like. Also, Ham would say, on to the next episode. Um, yeah, it just, you, you know, you trial and error, you figure out something, it crashes and burns, and you just move on to the next one. Exactly. And, uh, and uh, you know, you try to do stuff that you like. Exactly. That's what it comes down to, because if you're not happy, like most people who stick with those jobs, and they're with them forever, and they're unhappy, and... You know, we, I was talking this with someone else earlier. It's like no one on their deathbed ever says, God, I wish I would have worked more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or I wish I would have stayed with my one job for the rest of the life, you know? But I, I always say this, like that's what life is about, like trying to figure out what's the next thing to do. Or, you know, you grow. Yeah. You, grow. Yeah, you, you just learn are. and you grow. And you de- develop. As soon as you burn something, you're like, oh, that burns faster this way. <laughs> So you just try it out. I mean, it, it happens. Uh, you know, you, there's nothing to it but to do it, as yeah, they say. Yeah, that's a good motto right there. Ain't nothing to, how would you say that? Nothing Nothing to it but, but to, to do, do it. But to do it, exactly. I love that because it's, it, it makes sense. If, if, if you don't know it, do it and figure it out, you know? So, all right, let's take it back, dude. You started in 92. In 92, who did you work for, man? Hot Shot. Hot, oh no shit! I started off with high. I did shot. not know that. Yeah, I was uh, uh, started there with those guys. They, the way they would hire you is they give you a big old thick a stack of paper, and they's like, "Here you go, 
sign this and we can start working. And you're like, uh, there's a lot of words there. <laughs> uh, okay, I need to work. I don't have anything else to do. Uh, either that or I sleep in. And uh, so started working with Tasha. How old were you at the time? Uh, I wasn't even 21 yet. So I was no shit? You're was, under 21? Yeah, around 20. What? Yeah, okay. No, no, no. no I was 19. You were 19 when you got on with Hot Shot. Yeah, graduated. So you were a teenager. Yeah, I was. Uh, I uh, just graduated in '91 from high school, so '92 I got a job. So yeah, been on two wheels for that, you know, around that time. Wow. So, actually, got fired from McDonald's. <laughs> Eight hours. No way. Yeah, I started, are you serious? I started fire at this McDonald's right here on Cross you Timbers. You are fucking kidding me, dude. The Cro- one right here. Cross, Cross Timbers, Timbers and Fulton started a fire. I was. Uh, oh, please keep going with this story. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, you know, they. I guess I was going to be a cook or whatever, and uh, apparently, uh, the Big Mac. You don't just put any buns in those Big Mac bun cookers because. <laughs> Uh, there's a middle bun that has, you know, it's a middle bun mm-hmm. for a reason, and it has a special slot for it. Well, I put a a homestyle burger bun in that's the middle. That's my favorite McDonald's burger. I don't need them, though, but that's my favorite one. Well, yeah, well, you don't put that in the middle bun area because uh, it gets stuck and smoke and and uh, smoke starts coming out the back, and people are like, what's going on? And then there's a little sp- you know, flame, and next thing I know, I'm cleaning the parking lot. And then uh, I come back, and they tell me to go clean the parking lot again. So eight hours, two days, uh, they asked for their hat back. You're lying. The little dude. hat that yeah. comes on, yeah. They they wanted it back before I left because they didn't think I was coming back, and I didn't. But according to uh, but my parents, they thought I was still working there for the, the whole summer. I've been laughing this whole time when you tell the story, dude. My, for those of y'all who might know, I've been going through some serious neck issues. But, man, I'm in so much discomfort right now. But, man, you're, you're making me laugh so hard right now, dude. Yeah. So, this whole time. So, well, how did you play it off that, you know, you weren't working there to your folks? Uh, I would go on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. I would take the Wawa, which is the station wagon, drive it. And go to uh, High Chaparral, Quinceañeras. I did everything but work. And uh, and uh, people would pay me to drive them. <laughs> I was the original Uber. No way, dude. Yeah, Are you, you serious? Yeah. That's how you... That's, I had a fucking station wagon. Uh-huh. And if you wanted, I would take people wherever. Dude, so that hustler mentality of everything oh, yeah. you've been to always started with you being the original Uber then, right? Well, I had to hustle because I had a shoplifting <laughs> offense, <laughs> and I had to pay that ticket off, and uh, I couldn't let my parents find it. So uh, when I got fired from there, I lied. Ab- uh, no, no, that was it. Yeah, that was uh, uh, you know, there was another job I I had at Home Depot. That I got fired. Damn. But that was because I lied about my age. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. 
Apparently, you got to be 18. Damn, for real? At Home Depot? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But still, even in the early 90s? Yeah. Because one of my good buddies, what was the their competitor back in the day? They had the store right there off of Shepherd and 45? Sears? No. Shepherd and 45. It was a uh, it was like Home Depot, but it was called something else. It was in the early 90s. Ace? No. It was a big, it was like Lowe's, as big as Lowe's, Builder Square. Oh, Builder Square. You remember oh that? God. Dude, taking it back now, huh? Oh my goodness, yeah. Builder Square was right there. Now it's like a, a roofing place. Is it's it? right next door to the strip club. Remember that there's a strip club right there on the corner? It's right there at Shepherd and 45. No, I got to look for it. Yeah, it's been there for fucking decades, dude. But uh, Builder Square. My homeboy worked there. That's why I said, and he was a teenager when he was working there. He was, I, I, he might have been eighteen. Maybe, maybe he had to be seventeen. I don't know. But I just know I got fired for lying. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I, I've been on the on the move for since uh, yeah an early age. Okay, so eighteen, you did that, or you know, and then uh, when you were about twenty, nineteen, you went to Hot Shot, got hired. And then what, what spawned from there? Like, you know, in the messenger scene, like, I mean, that was a different time of culture in the early 90s. I don't know much about that scene, you know what I'm saying? I just, when I came in in the mid-90s, there were a bunch of guys that, I mean, you guys just rode bikes. Oh, there was a lot of us. There was, there a, was a lot. I yeah. know there was. But, yeah. like, there was a, a community, but I, I think, man, I'm just going to say it. Like, when I got down there, I was trying to bring everyone together. Yeah, it was an independent world. Yeah, yeah like you was, guys kind of hung out, went to work just to work. Yeah, it was about getting as making as much money as you could because we were, that was that was a hustle. That was you were you were there to make money and you, you worked made, on it, commission. Yeah, and you made money. Yeah, and people made money and they built um, they built relationships with the clientele. And but yeah, it was about making money back then. And uh, you know we didn't have a lot of time to sit around. And when we did. But you know, there was some drinking involved and hanging out. Well, yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. The I same. think it changed a it lot. Do, when it, yeah, it evolved. It evolved because it had to. Because uh, things slowed down. We started noticing the the slowdown. But when when I got started in the early nineties, it might have been the uh, right. You know, it was it was the high point. People were making a shitload of money, and if you were uh, for riding uh, a bike, for riding a bike, yeah. yeah, you rode a bike and you. And you did what you did, and uh, and that people left you alone. Yeah, you after, get, after yeah. work. When work was done, downtown was kind of a ghost yeah, town. Yeah, it was. Our, I remember because I used to go skate downtown. And it was, it was that's when they it, when they left when the suits left. We it was we had all four lanes to ourselves. You know, we were just we had it, and that's when yeah we we took it easy and enjoyed ourselves and the city to ourselves. Yeah, but. Um, uh, but yeah, we but we had money to uh, to to buy stuff, <laughs> or take trips, or yeah, take a road trip. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that 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 also evolved later on. But uh, yeah, yeah, because y'all were. I think from talking, speaking with you and Chris, like I I recall like Ham Ham. <laughs> I I've never known that. I've known Chris for twenty five years too, and I've never known his alias to be Ham yeah, ever it, until it, today. You, you look around and you'll find a photo of him, and then you'll know that is the time period. I, you know that what? Is that, the time stamp. 
I honestly can say I've seen a lot of photos of you guys back in those 90s days, and I do recall the fucking haircut. Yeah, the the the, the Hamlet haircut. It was like a fucking bowl cut, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like someone put a bowl on that fool's head and just cut around. Exactly. And he, was actually and, and he combed it forward. Yes. And you're like, sir? You had to you talk to him in an English accent as a peasant. And I remember, I forgot that guy's name, but... He would the one that came up with the name. He would call everybody uncultured peasant. I was like, uh, well, yeah, that's that's very true. Dude, I want to think I've heard Chris say that, like even back in those '90s days. Like he's even just brought it up just to bring it up, probably because it was a memory of that time. Yeah. You know that he, you know, and I never quite understood why he said it. You know what I'm saying? But how do you say it? What was it? You un uncultured peasant. I, mean, I have actually, to be honest, now it's coming back in my head. Like I remember Chris saying that shit. Dude. No, no, it wasn't Chris that said no, that. No, but I remember Chris just saying that. Okay, like, yeah. just out the blue. Yeah, because you know he was he was because someone was saying it to him. We were being he, he called was, that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so. we were we were young and we were uncultured. We were just fucking uh, free willing. So yeah. let's go back to that. You said uncultured. So I was nineteen. Uh, we were just. Doing whatever and learning and experiencing and doing stuff until we figure it out. Well, do you stuff. understand? Like a big culture spawned from all this, though. And, yeah, yeah. And, and now I'm not just saying here in Houston, but like all over the world, like San Francisco, New York, you know, Washington, uh, Seattle. Like they had their own bike messenger scenes growing at that time, and like the first bike messenger championship was, I think, in 1996. Oh, really? Like ever the first one. Well, so like, that's what I'm saying. Like you came in in '92, and like you could tell, like there's just this energy of like lifestyle, like spawning into like, hey, we're messengers and we ride bikes and we're also somewhat athletic whether it's riding a bike or drinking beer but like let's start a championship right well, yeah I, I guess you could say right well, yeah I, I remember uh there's no some, go ahead. some of those guys i mean they were just into the stuff they were into you know the the equipment and you know the tools that you needed to ride like, oh, I, but you, I, what were you riding back then? Just I, get, give me a little snip of like my, what kind of bike that you I, had. I, it's simple. I can tell you the bike I rode squeaked. <laughs> That's enough said. <laughs> I needed to get from point A to point B. And you didn't give a filth, Lauren, filth. I did not care as long as I got there. And when I got the money, um, I didn't. it didn't go to my bike. <laughs> but uh, eventually it did. Eventually, after you get hit by a car, uh, you're like, I need a new bike. I need a new bike, and you're paying for it, and I want this one, the one that's being recommended to me by my guy who, yeah, you know, yeah. my, the guru. Your, your fellow colleague, yeah, you know. the guru who knows how to identify a good bike. And, uh, you know, the Cannondales, the, the GTs that started coming out. Um, but, yeah, uh, like I said, uh, you. So you don't remember. You just squeaked. It, it's, it was it was a you it was a hammer done. It was no, it, it wasn't. It was nothing to remember. Yeah, it was it something. Had a little rust here and there. Oh, the oh, chain was rusty a little bit. You put the, some WD or the, some yes, three and right, one and, on top of the chain. Exactly, so that, and they you know. and they got me to uh, Enron. So exactly, yeah, and that's where my money was at. Okay, so 
let's kind of go back a little bit. You said you worked for Hotshot. Do you remember how long you were with them? Uh, about a, maybe a, a year or two. Um, so 92 to 94. Yeah, right. give, or, give or take. Um, Who was with you on that team? Because there are a lot of old school heads that were all with Hot Shot. And I could tell you one already who I think I knew. Oh, yeah, the old man, Wolf, was there. Yeah, Wolf, yeah, Medina. He, Shout he was, out to Medina. He was he, on here a while he was back. The, uh, he was the elder. Uh, he's the one that mentored us and you know told us. He didn't call us uh, uncultured peasants. No. He actually you know said helped us out and said, you know, do this, do that, you know, put WD-40 on that, yeah, on that yeah, thing. Yeah. I can hear you coming from two blocks <laughs> away. Like, yeah, but I'm here. But, yeah, yeah so he was uh, he was there. Um, Who else? Hey, what about, uh, damn, I always forget his name, Jeff. You remember Jeff? He had a mustache and a mullet. He had a mean mullet. He worked for Hotshot for a long time. When I got there in 96, he was working for Hotshot. Yeah, but. You but, remember him? Yeah, I know okay, you're talking so about. Okay, so who else was on the Hotshot team with you, Medina, a.k.a. the Wolf? Who else can you remember? Uh, there was this dude, this, this dude, this blonde-haired dude. I can't remember his name. He was the, uh, he was a free bird. You know, he was this, God, I can't remember his name. He had long blonde hair. Uh, you would remember him if you saw his picture, but it was from the early days. He, ah, oh, dude, yeah. Um, I can't. I, I want to spit out a name, but I don't want to say the wrong name. Yeah, but... yeah, but he, the main lead was Medina, and, and well, then... there was what maybe like four or five of y'all on that squad. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, there weren't that as many. Uh, I guess it. That was actually probably the beginning to the end, or you know, the we all started talking about how. Email and fax and stuff was coming around the corner, and that was the era of the email and yeah, yeah so fax we, machine, right? So you know, um, people started talking about internet and stuff like that. So that was. Uh, but you know what? No one ever wanted a copy of a fax signature. That was king. It was almost like prick your fucking finger and sign with your blood. But right. The right. pin, the the iconic pin, which really doesn't exist so much these days, because you can electronically sign something. The you can sign electronically sign your signature on all kinds of shit today. Yeah. But the pin was power. Right. And uh, you know that kept us, you know, kept us around a little longer. But yeah. you know, everybody knew the writing on the wall. So. It was, but uh, dude, that's you're talking like '94. The writing wasn't on the wall until like 2004, when well, electronic I, filing actually kicked in. So we're talking. There, were, there was still another eight to ten years. Of yeah, good but times. there was that was the topic. It, uh, was, there it was, was a topic at hand. Yeah, you know, it was you, the evolution of yeah, technology. We were all those, those, you know, the uncultured peasants <laughs> knew what well, to come, and that's that was their topic. Now the uncultured peasants would talk about, you know. Uh, weed and beer and titty Sex. bars. Oh, <laughs> I want to bring something up, but keep going, keep going. But yeah, that was uh, you know, and I would, I would, you know, the, we had clicks. So you know, you had these people talking about airplanes and and shit like that, and you had these other people talking about, you know, the uh, secretaries and whatnot. You know, and then uh, you had other people talking about. You know, I'm not making enough money, blah, blah, blah. And then you got people who didn't talk and just rode around and made money. Okay. So you, you get in what you fit in, as uh, Ham would say. 
And uh, yeah, so that was a deal. So, I mean, it was one of those topics that you knew was going to happen eventually. But at the time... I mean, it took 10 you, years. Yeah, but you didn't dwell on it because you, you knew it wasn't around the corner. But uh, like I, I guess I'm just saying is uh, it was the beginning of the end of the topic. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Well, I just know that uh, it was a topic at the time. But again, uh, we didn't we didn't dwell on it. We didn't have time. We were too busy drinking beer and smoking weed. Exactly. So here's something. Um, your episode forty four. Uh, I was in Austin. I uh, did episode forty two and forty three. And uh, episode forty two, I actually got to uh, interview JJ. And JJ bought up a scenario. I'm gonna have to send you a, uh, so you can listen to it. But um, I remember this vaguely in '96. But there used to be a strip club in downtown. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And JJ brought it up, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like I would never ever remember that strip club. And like those girls would, he you said, hang they, outside. He said they would come around the tower, yeah. try to like promote. Like, tell me what you know about that, dude. Uh, like, would, I'm curious. I mean, it was, uh, it was right there. Where, where, it was by Spaghetti Warehouse, a, right? A catty corner to Spaghetti Warehouse. And it was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yes. It was, that was, that was one of the, you know, the epic centers of what was going on at the time. Yeah, because you were there while it was going off. Yeah, we had, you know, you had Power Tools down the street. Yeah, Power Tools was on Franklin, our Congress right, right? there. And, and, we were, and Travis. We were, uh... I used to go there a lot in the early 90s as a teenager and, underage. Right. With a fake and, ID. And it carried on until the mid-90s. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that strip club was right around... Yeah, the, and, uh... Although, uh, I never went in. Don't lie. <laughs> Because at the, I, it was it was there, and you didn't have to go in to uh, appreciate the uh, uh, the the service because they would hang outside. They yes. would they would hang outside, and you would ride your bicycle, uh-huh. and literally I'm on my bicycle squeaking, going around the block like ten times. <laughs> but they'd be outside they hanging out hang, trying to fly. Yeah, they would be outside so hanging out. That's what JJ said when I interviewed. Him. He's like. Yeah, they would come by the tower trying to walk around, like fly her out to like guys who were coming in and out of the building. They'd just be like, well, I was like don't you remember me? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, like, oh, was, I don't know. That's who what you I mean. are. it was. They were trying to keep their the 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 suits were trying to keep their distance, but we know they were in that motherfucker yeah. during lunch for steak tartare or something. Well, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, but you remember that whole? I scene. remember that when I, I got to downtown. Like I think they just closed it, or like they were. It was open, and then they closed yeah. it down like a couple months after yeah, it, I was downtown. It, someone, someone uh, got it open. They made a little bit of money. How long was it open, do you think? If you were there in 92, was it open already? No, no, no. It came until later. Like Um, 94 to 90? It was only there for like a year or two, maybe? If that. uh, It it showed up, and then uh, as fast as it came, it it went. Because the girls were gone, and uh, you went back to... Yeah, I I didn't get a chance to ask JJ about that, you know, how long it lasted and all that, but... Since you, I was like, I know you remember this. That's oh, why yeah, I'm gonna yeah. ask you. Yeah, it was there. It was uh, it was cool for a minute uh, until it until it went away, and then you're like, okay, well, moving on to the next episode. <laughs> but yeah, there wouldn't 
to be honest, like after that, like the the next strip club was at least off the loop or something, right? Yeah, they you know they started with their laws and shit. Yeah, like they couldn't be within the vicinity. I, think, uh, uh, I don't know, three feet showed up after that. Oh, the three feet, the three foot law. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Hey, know. you know what? There's a three foot law within the bike and the lanes and yeah, all that. Like, yeah. wow, how ironic is that, right? <laughs> It's like, oh, the, okay, we're going to go from strip club, three-foot law, you're going to ride a bike, a car has to be three foot away from you, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, so. the, you know, also back then, uh, the dollar had some value. So back It then, actually you, did. You can buy a Whopper for a dollar back then. These days, a Whopper, you get, what is it? That I see Burger King right here around the they're always saying, uh, two Whoppers for six bucks. I was like, God damn. Yeah. No. Yeah, so the yeah, like I said the dollar went was yeah, had the dollar was hey the dollar was king, was it yeah, not? Yeah, it was, and it, like I said, uh, you had enough dollar bills. Uh, them girls at the uh, at the strip club would would tell you how great your pants fit. <laughs> I was like, oh really? <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> oh, so funny, dude! But. Those were the times. I just had to go back and ask because JJ brought that up and he was in your time of bike messaging. I don't know nothing about that. So, like, I feel like I'm getting a new history of bike messaging around that time. Yeah, that was a, like, it was a simpler time. Like, uh, you know, we, we made we made money and, it, and it, like I said, the dollar went pretty good back then. Yeah. So, okay, so you did Hot Shot for two years and then where'd you go after that? Then I went to... Uh, City Central. Oh, you worked for them too, yeah, dude? I did. I, I worked for City Central. And what was funny is I just got the job with City Central. And then uh, somebody, I forgot his name. I think his name was Clerf. I don't I forgot his name. But he was supposed to, he hurt himself. And they needed somebody to do the Enron run crossing the street back and forth at three times a day. Morning, noon, and and the evening. So they said, "Hey, can you do this?" I was like, uh, "Yeah." Uh, so I didn't have to ride my squeaky bike anymore. You were a footer. I was. I just walked across the street, and the only time I rode my bike was to head over to the tower and wait for the next run. And so yeah, and that Enron, when they said the trickle down effect or the yeah, that went from Arthur Anderson well, to well, when when people people were making money and the money was coming down and it got to me and I made shit a little money just walking across the street and I would you were still making commission on that they didn't have you on salary or they, anything like that I had a little I I was getting a commission and uh, I just had them they just needed to sign my little slip they yeah. signed my slip your manifest and, yeah and I made my money and. Uh, yeah, so Enron would, I you know they they were making some money and I was making some money just walking across the street. So then were the days, and uh, I was a college dropout again. Wait, where'd you go to school at, dude? U of H downtown. No shit. I Went, didn't, dropped out. I didn't know that. Dropped out three times, I think. <laughs> So you didn't learn you nothing? I didn't learn it nothing. I you had to learn a little something. I learned enough to where uh, this ain't going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I I tried doing it for mom, 
I just, uh, I just couldn't, uh, you know, the, the the hustle was just more attractive. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there you could see, uh, you know, there was just money being made left and right. And I was, I was a, a cog in that, in that, in that machine. Yeah. So once you figured out where you fit in, you know, you did what you could and make as much as you could. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and Enron was a big part of it. I mean, I made a shitload of money from. Yeah. What about after you left City Central? Where did you go from there? Well, I, I, I want to say I think I know where you ended up and then retired from, but keep going. Well, I was at City Central for a while. And like I, a couple years, maybe yeah, two? Yeah, you did yeah. two years Hot Shot, two years City Central, and then where'd you go from there? I went over to, uh, because I was working at Enron, I was, uh, I was there. In and out, up and down the elevators. I met this dude who's working for a travel agency. That's where I was going. Yeah, so the travel agency in the park, and they would do deliveries, uh, airline, uh, you know, the airline delivery. All, airlines. all the travel for Enron. Exactly. Went but, through them. Yeah. Because Enron's cousin, sister, brother, uncle was a member of Ken Lay or one of right, the, right. the, the there, there was, Jeff there Sprinkle, were fam- Family related. Uh, the travel agency was related to Enron through family. And, uh, you know, that's where uh, I met this guy, and I was like, well, I'm going to go back to school again. For the second or third time? I think that might have been the, the third. No, I don't know, one or two, second or third. But I think I dropped out again later on. <coughs> and uh, so I met this dude. I go. What was his name? Paul or Pablo. Pablo, wait. I want to think I know this guy. Um, keep going. Yeah, so I met this dude, Paul. He said, hey, uh, you know, you go, you know, we, we're hiring over here. And Do you still not. talk to him? No, no, mm. he, he, we've moved on. But he's in Austin. Mm. Okay. But anyways, I, I move on. I, I, you know, he's hiring. So I go and. I go try to and go do pretend I'm gonna go back to school again. I don't, but uh, I go working at the travel agency, which is a lot less of a hustle. Mm-hmm. At, but you're making because all you're delivering is to Enron too again. Right. Yeah. But and this time you're riding from thirteen thirty one Lamar right, the, to fourteen hundred Smith. Yeah, the park at right. the park shops. The park shops. Yeah, yeah. Instead of walking across the street. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, that check was different. Like so, lower or higher? Considerably lower. Ah, oh, because you were like salary though, right? Right, right. And I'm but like, why did you switch? If I, you... I, I thought I was going to go to school. Oh, <laughs> but they were willing to work with your schedule or something? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, okay. uh, you know, again, uh, I needed the money, dropped out. Yeah. You know, you do the... Uh, so you were making that much money at City Central just walking across the street mm-hmm. as opposed to working for a travel agency in the park? My mom saw my check and she... She's like, ay, mijo. She freaked out. She told my dad, he's making more money than you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, uh, yeah, and I just gave that up. Yeah. But yeah, it it was one of those things where uh but then eventually uh Enron came crashing down later on. But, okay, so that was oh one. You weren't even working in downtown at then. No, I, I got out of downtown. What year and, did you get out? 
Because you got 97, out. 97, 98. Yeah. Well, I met you when I got downtown. Yeah. You were that kid with the fro. Yeah. I had a big and afro. And a pink, pink and bike a, or uh, something. The other. pink bike came on like several years down the road. Yeah. So. you. Were, but I remember the fro. I was like, look at that fool. <laughs> well, I was the kid. Yeah, you were. I was like. Because there was the other guy that I worked with at Houston Express. His name was Cisco. And they were like, oh, I remember the dispatcher. Is that, is that why they called you Cisco the Kid? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I, for those of y'all who don't know, like I used to work for Journey Shoes Store in Greenspoint Mall in the early 90s, like 91 until 96. I worked at Journey's for five years. So when I used to sign for UPS deliveries and deliveries of shoes and stuff, I would always sign Cisco the Kid. Oh. So... When I got to downtown and became a bike messenger, I worked for Houston Express, and there was a guy there named Cisco, and the dispatcher said, we can't have two Ciscos here, and I was like, fuck it, I'm the kid, and that's where the kid came from, and it stuck, because the other Cisco, do you remember him? He used to work in downtown. This was 96, but he had been in downtown before I had, but you don't recall him? I just remember faces, and, Mm. and certain names I remember, like... Strange names like uh, run a lot or talk a talk, lot. Uh, <laughs> talk a or, lot. Uh, kickstand. Run, run start. Kickstand. Dude, JJ brought up kickstand. You I remember? Like, yeah, I was like, ah, kickstand. Yeah, because he had a kickstand on his bike. And he would always pull up at the tower and put his kickstand down. And you're like, he wouldn't lean his bike up against the wall or anything. At the He'd, tower. He would just put the kickstand down and... Oh, my God, deja vu. So when I was talking to JJ, I was like, yeah, I remember that guy. Sometimes he'd be wearing flip-flops. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. Like, he'd be wearing flip-flops, delivering mail, you know, packages. And then, like, he would. He was, like, always wore a, a ball cap with sunglasses. He had freckles. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, actually, I think I saw him not too long ago. Maybe oh, a couple get the years. fuck out yeah. of here. Dude, yeah. I need to interview him. He's the second time he's no, come up on this, dude. He's got, uh, he's got some... Uh, now he's he he's got some good memories because he he was peeping game as well, and, yeah. Uh, you know the way I was peeping game was uh, I was recording it, so I would I had a camera, a video camera that my dad bought me, and I I would just record uh, events and moments and. Uh, Wait, this is before ninety six, maybe? No, I got that camera back in ninety. Uh, yeah, right around ninety two, ninety three. And oh, I, damn, dog. Yeah, so got, that, that was kind of a bigger camera. Because I remember... Yeah, yeah, it was a big camera. You know? No, that was the one that... Uh, not the shoulder one that hosted on the no, shoulder. No, no, not that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, when I, they, I, they went a little bit smaller. Right, right. Yeah. So that so that one, I've got I got footage of back in the day from 92. And, uh, and I would record this moment of uh, us, our messengers, just talking... And oh, so do you still have that footage? Dude? Yeah, yeah. I oh, still got it. I saw it the other day. Oh, God, dude. Hey, so you know what, dude? I honestly, I'm going to say this right now. We don't have to do it now. I feel like you need to, or I don't know. I feel like I want to sit there and, and like watch that stuff. And I, fucking editing skills. He does. He knows how to edit, put music, chop shit up, figure out the right moments of like, footage to like make it all happen so 
I feel you need to do an old school, and it might be pixelated at these oh, times. Yeah. You know what it, I'm saying? It, it, like, it, it like some of that footage might be like, "What the fuck am I even looking at?" <laughs> because I look at some of the footage from the knack and like the solstice, and like you know, it it looks a little oh yeah, deter. Well, you know, like well, you got fuzzy, fuzzy. But we, that was that was the technology back then was was like a, extremely um, how do I say it just. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't high def. It was nowhere it, near that. Uh, but it was those moments that that you can. It was. It was like when you you know Bigfoot capturing Bigfoot. You know you could exactly like it's so, fuzzy, but but, like, but you, that fool's there. Yeah, that fool's there, and you appreciate it because you caught it. And uh, there were moments that uh, uh, those that know know, and those that don't, fuck them. They don't need to. Yeah, those that were there. Will recognize the events. So you're telling me you busted out a camera in the early 90s, like 93, 94, maybe 95. You would sit there and record situations or incidents, yeah. and just so you still have that footage. I've got footage. I don't. Do you remember? You probably don't. Who? Tell of, me. Uh, I was talking to Chris about that. Um, I, it, it went back. It's there was that prostitute snow. Around the from the cut. No, I don't. I don't know. And no, she don't. she either got tossed off the the hotel. Oh, dude, I feel like we're re- wait. JJ was talking about the prostitute, or she was. It was a girl that JJ said there was a girl that worked for a company that jumped off the Montague. There you go. That one. Okay, I but, got that footage. No, where she landed on the. Uh, on the staircase. On the fire escape. Yeah, on the fire escape and uh, the staircase. Yeah, that was... You recorded that shit, That's when dude? I had my camera and I was running so around. So you were running around downtown as a bike messenger with a video camera. Right. Just capturing moments. Exactly. Dude, you... That is historic, dude. I mean, I'm not saying what happened with at the Montague, but like... Well, I, re- I referenced that to indicate how old or how far I've been recording those moments. And those are the types of moments that... You know, they stood out to a lot of people, and a lot of people would have forgotten about it only, um, but, uh, you know, I captured it. Uh, it was a weird time. It was, a, But that's also just a weird scenario, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, I, you know, that was the agenda, I guess, was to capture these moments that, uh, that I was going through, you know, riding, I rode a bike for a living But then downtown. you caught this. And I, you know, yeah, and, and you know, the, and you could see the whole the whole downtown evolution when they started the buildings moving. getting torn down, new buildings getting built, the, the train track, rail, yeah, all, all that, that stuff shit. started coming like, through. So you can, you know, there was a like, okay. So let me tell you this: like, I I know you've seen this depiction before. There's a depiction of a Western Union bike messenger kid in Houston. I know you've seen that. He's probably like 12, 13 years old, but he rides around downtown Houston delivering Western Union messages. You've never seen that picture no. before? It's iconic. Like, for me, for me, I'm just going to say that. I mean, if you Google it, go online, look, Houston downtown messengers in the 1900s, there's like a little boy. He's like 12 years old. The bike is way bigger than him, but he's riding around in a suit suit and a top hat. 
not a zoot suit. I said a suit suit. <laughs> but he's riding around with, you know, delivering Western Union telegrams right. to people. That was the origin of the business, yeah. Exactly. But what I'm saying is, like, that is a time in the history of Bike Messenger in the 1900s. But you have a depiction of the video camera of what society was at that time. Right. Like, what people were actually doing in the 90s. You know right. what I'm saying? Like... And that's why I do this podcast, and that's why I love storytelling, because, like, if you don't tell the fucking story, you're never going to fucking know, you know what I'm saying? Like, what it was like at those times, you know? Like, life was this at that time for what we were doing, but you could say, oh, yeah, in the 90s, I was a surfer, or I was a fucking attorney, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the subculture of American life from a bike messenger's perspective, you yes, get what I'm saying? I understand exactly, and that, yeah, and and I, uh, I don't know what I was doing at the time, uh, but I knew that uh, recording it would be cool later. So why not? Hey, we actually need to sit down and like go through that. There, footage. There's, there's some things that shouldn't be seen again. Of course, hey, so <laughs> it should be forgotten. I was in the generation of camcorders in the early '90s as well. I wasn't a bike messenger at the time, but. Dude, I grew up in the hood. North. Uh, when people say you, where are you from? I say I'm from the north north side because I grew up on Gulf Bank and 45. Right. Right. So the north side is considered where we're at right now. That is correct. But like Gulf Bank was like kind of similar edge of the north side. So I would say I'm from the north north side. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Gulf Bank and 45. But I have so much footage. Like when the camcorder came out. That it was little enough that you can carry it in your hand. And it had like a little holster on it that yeah. you put your hand on it, right? Yep. But the thing was at least 10 inches long and yeah, high shaky eight. Shaky as yeah, fuck. Yeah, shaky as fuck. <laughs> but I used to, re- I used, uh, as a skater, like, man, I bought fish eyes for the camera. I used to skate all yeah. the time. And I used to record with fish eyes, yeah. too. But, like, I have, I bullshit you not, it's somewhere around here in this room, but I got a bag with, like, 15 high eight tapes. Yeah. And, like, I need to go through them because, like, I will fucking, like, cry when I see some of that shit okay. because I'll be like, what the fuck are we doing? And all we're doing is smoking for, we're smoking for, uh, Drinking and smoking blunts at, at at that time, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to capture the moment, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But you were exactly. doing that from the bike messenger scene. Right. I have, My angle was from the bike scene, and yeah, I was just capturing it, and I put it down. Uh, and just recently, you know, like I said, the technology back then was way weaker than it is now. Oh, you know? dude, you, your, so phone, now, your phone does everything. Right, but now, the, you know, you can convert... These um, uh, the uh, the analog to digital super easy now, and the quality is going to be considerably better. Than, really? Yeah, I just did Re- it. I just bought what? the I just bought the converter. No way! So it enhances what, the. Well, it doesn't. It uh, somewhat. If it, if you got shitty quality, you're going to record. You're going to you're going to transfer and convert it to shitty shitty digital quality, but. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot faster to pull it over. So that's really yeah. So uh, yeah. So I've been pulling stuff, and now I'm watching it instead of looking at it through the uh, camera. I'm looking at it on a 
you know, big screen TV and say, oh, shit. Now, it's some of it's pixelated, but I know what I'm looking at. Hey, do you think there's even a technology to get that pixelated footage and, like, convert it into... I mean, because they were able to take old photos from the early 1900s and make them color and, like, enhancing... I mean, you think they are... Is there something for that for video that I'm, can... I'm because sure. Because there's sometimes I have video... I look at old video footage. I was like, damn, that shit's old, and I can't even tell what it is. Right. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but you're going to pass that on to some dude to look at it and have him figure it out and you know right now i'm doing it myself and oh so you're kind of understanding like yeah i could if i wanted to clean so you're that all that footage you have from the early 90s of bike messenger shit like you can actually maybe enhance somewhat somewhat but you know again uh you wanted i like the raw stuff i like the raw footage raw is good dude and you know it's it's uh, you know yeah it it's got its imperfections and that's what uh Gives it character, so I go with it, and I that's part of the look that I'm going for, just similar to with these uh these old humidity. Exactly. That's so, what the, that's what attracts those that know no, and those that don't don't get it. You know? Okay, so you see that ep- that issue I that you picked up. Right. I use uh, it wasn't Photoshop, but you see how I put humidity in the middle of it. Yeah, this is that's, cut, cut and paste. No, that wasn't cut and paste. No? I use my computer to. In, infiltrate the humidity into, but the cut and paste, you see all their eyeballs? Yeah. You know what I did? I took a hole puncher and I... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I took a hole puncher and took all the circle holes and I put them on all their eyes and I took a pin and I colored their eyes what they look like. You see that? I see that. But the fucking, where it says humidity on top of it, like, I did that with the computer. Oh, it looks nice. Yeah. And I, I don't ask me how I did it. Like, I don't know. I couldn't fucking tell you at all. Yeah, same thing. I, I I don't remember half the shit I do. I just do it and then worry about it later. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We, co- we kind of went off a little bit, but we went off to how we feel like there's there's footage, raw footage of the life yeah, there, it's of out there. a bike messenger. Okay, don't forget this. MTV... Came out with the real world and like season one or two, they had a bike messenger on there in San Francisco and right. his name was Puck. Right. And like, you know. Yeah, he was. Uh, you remember that. That's, remember how, that. Hey, that's ta- how you try to like go off of like how we were doing stuff back then. huh? Like, Well, he was, uh, his name came up and people didn't, we didn't like him. Oh, no. Yeah. Bike messengers did not like in San Francisco. When I, you know, when I meet people, uh, bike messengers from San Francisco, it's like, oh, Puck. Like, nah. Like, uh, Puck. Like, no. He was just like a TV and sensation, you know. Yeah. For, yeah. It's for, that is the original reality TV. I, I I would have to say somewhat what spawned it to what it is, yeah, you know, yeah. today, or somewhat, yeah, or how Instagram and TikTok and everything is right. Where again, probably a, Facebook, a, another evolution of uh, what we're headed towards. But yeah. that's for another topic. Yeah, it's not for this. Yeah. So okay, so you did uh, the shops. Uh, yeah, I worked at the shops, and then uh, actually that was good for me because. Uh, but you uh, took a pay cut. I took you a were going massive to school. pay cut, and because of that, I dropped out of school again, and I had to get, I had to figure out another hustle, because I wasn't making enough money, so I needed to make some money. But I liked 
the flexibility. I was delivering airline tickets to Ken Lay. Yes. So there was Ken Lay was the main operator of Enron. Right. So him and Art Dance, all those guys. I was, I was I was delivering their airline tickets to them. And uh, again, uh, I needed to make more money, so the hustle was was uh, was to uh, develop a t-shirt company, Two Wheels in Motion. Oh, Misunderstood is the original. So that was uh, I started with Misunderstood, and uh, it was a t-shirt company I came up with, and that's when I was competing with uh, what was that? The guy, I forgot the name of the other company that was out there at the time. Bizarre Bizarre was the, the... I remember that name. And they had these... Uh, they had some guy that was making t-shirts, t-shirts for them uh, with Al Pacino's uh, Scarface on there. I had my version. But yeah, that's what I was doing, to, trying to make some money. And again, uh, that was my... Again, that was my hustle. And then I started doing uh, band shirts and stuff, running around and around. Who? I started doing uh, band shirts. Oh, band shirts. And I ran around with I-45. Okay, so we talked about that. One time we went and had tacos. I was like, Leo, you need to tell this story, dude. So What was it? It was the whole I-45 thing. Which one? There was a, I know, there was so I, many. I fucking went up to New York with them in a, uh, in a Geo. Geo, like the little, little four, car, yeah. yeah, a little tiny little car because they All had right. really good gas mileage. And All right, let's set up the story real quick. I-45 is the main interstate that flows north and south of Houston all the way to Dallas. And, and it goes to Galveston. Okay, so there is a band that started where it was a, a group duo. It was Tony, and I don't remember the other guy. I don't remember. But anyways... Those guys were I forty five, right? Right. And uh, we were one day. Me and you went and ate some tacos, and you just start telling me all about this some stories. I was like, dude, we need to put this. You know, like, you know, just tell the story. That's all. Well, but like, I, you went from bike messenger working at the park shops travel agency, and then you started doing them, right? Right. You yeah, said, so, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop being a bike messenger, and I'm gonna be a t-shirt maker, and going into well, working with I-45." Um, that's when I like a, a I, merch. I started becoming a side hustle, meaning that uh, I still was delivering airline tickets on the side. Um, that was my main money maker, and then the side hustle was the uh, t-shirt making, and uh, then. I was selling to stores. And then I started making them for uh, bands like Dinosaur. Mm. Dinosaur Salad. Dinosaur Salad. Yeah. And, I knew that guy. Right. Uh, uh, Phoenix TX or River Phoenix at the time. Yeah, River Phoenix. I remember and that then, band uh, too. I did a couple of their shirts. And then I-45, uh, they decided to go on tour. And I took a couple weeks off of work. And I ran uh, ran up to New York with them. We went up through Florida, the, the South Florida, uh, worked our way up to New York, Brooklyn, stayed in some place there. But yeah, through Philadelphia, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was strange. But uh, yeah, we ran we ran around the the U.S. back in the day in a geo, 
Had great gas mileage. Hey, Geo, that was Geo, not a Geo Metro, right? Yeah, something like that. It was tiny, and and it, and it, but it had great gas mileage. Where did y'all put the equipment? <laughs> They 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 play. They would plug in a dat machine. No way, for their dog. Music, and then they would they would just spit off that. And then, uh, but they, it was funny because. Uh, and you were on the side with merch and t-shirts. I was selling, selling the merch. I was making more money than those guys were, and what? I was paying for the hotel. <laughs> I would pay for their food. I was like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, fuck it. You know, I just said, fuck it. I don't give a fuck. I'm just here to have a good time. I'm on vacation as far as I'm concerned. I'm fucking living it up. There are people buying these t-shirts from me, so, you know, and it's getting me down the road. And uh, so I was like, all right, just fuck it. Let's go. I'll, you know, I'll carry you guys as long as I can. And it got us to New York and back home, so. Uh, Y'all did shows in Florida? Pensacola. Pensacola. I remember you saying... Yeah, you Pensacola were... was cool. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, they had a scene there. Uh, they never saw anything like I-45. Oh, you told me a story about uh, people had come out and they were just fucking like in love or like, like oh my God, you're like... They're the best things since sliced bread. You well, know? Yeah, I remember you telling me a story about it. I don't know it off the top of my head. You might know it more. Well, you got you to understand were, the... Uh, the characters are, uh, one of them was a chubby Mexican with an afro and a pasty white guy with uh, blonde hair. And uh, they could spit. They had rhymes. And, and, and they were rhyming back then, right. dog. And they, they, were, were they were funny as hell. And uh, people didn't see that just come out of nowhere. I mean, we just pulled up into your town. With a dat, with a know, dat, plugged it into it the sound system, and there was a uh, bitch. I got a bike that don't last me for a ride. And you're like, uh, what the fuck? Tony was there. He's actually the one that uh, uh, told us to go to Hotshot to go get a. Wasn't a job. he a bike messenger? He was a bike messenger, and yeah. that's where the song came from. Uh, bitch, I got a bike that so don't last me for a ride, and uh, yeah. So he was a reason. He's one of the reasons why uh, I rode a bike for a minute. Wow, for um, those who actually seen the video footage of uh, done in the past on events that we've done, like that was like a theme song. Yeah. That was one of the theme songs for the the events. Right. So uh, yeah. it, it was it was based off of uh, you know uh, right, making a living off of riding the bike sickle. For so long. So how long do you think he was in downtown for? He was in, he gra he graduated a year before, he was there a year probably before me, yeah. before he showed up. Yeah, he showed, he was there and he was, he was doing his thing and he told us, hey, they're hiring here. Me and Chris rolled up. So are you serious? The reason why you became a bike messenger because Tony told you about Yeah, they it. got a job. Dude, I was sleeping until 12 o'clock, waking up and then going out and doing whatever in the streets and uh, going to school. And that was one of the, you know, actually, I think that was probably the reason why I dropped out the first couple of times of college. Because you were like... Bitch, I got a bike. Don't it's ask me for a ride. Yeah, and I was, it was downtown, so I would go to school, ride down to work, and then, you know, whatever. It was Everything was there. We had it. Everything was in, in the area. We, you know, fucking, we lived in the Montrose. 
and uh, you know everything was bike distance away. Everything was simpler. Yeah, it was because I lived in that whole. I lived in the Montrose area for in the Heights, you know, like which 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 was in riding distance. But at the time, as we I've seen video footage of your Westheimer Street Fest. Oh yeah, that was. I've watched some of that stuff. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here, dude?" Like, I I can't even make like what's going on. But you put out some footage of the Westheimer Street Fest, and I'm just like, "What is uh, like?" And I love the Westheimer Street Fest. Like, I used to, I went for at least five years straight. The best times were when they blocked it off, and I got footage of that when they blocked the whole Westheimer Art uh, Festival, where the the corner of uh, Montrose and Westheimer, right there at the what was it a stop and go? So oh, the um, it, no, it was Diamond Shamrock or oh, right there in uh, Montrose and Westheimer. Yeah, right there at the corner. Uh, yeah. That's where we would hang out, and that's where the uh, those that uh, those that you would hang out and meet up there. Because uh, other than the beepers. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's all we, we have, yeah. That, that's how we, we would we would remember, hey, meet up there. Yeah. And uh, we would find each other there. We would send um, code messages via exactly, beeper. Exactly. We're here or we're there and, you know, I'm in jail. <laughs> you know what? Like for anybody, to, like a new person within the last 10 years to hear this, you know, like they, they wouldn't comprehend the the... The things that we had to go to to, to make connections yeah, pay, that, that pay, weren't instant. We all you know, knew like, where the payphones were at. Exactly. Know? So you knew, and you knew the the numbers. You knew to get a call. You back could here. remember phone numbers, right? Back yeah. then, it paid yeah. your numbers or whatnot. Uh, but yeah, that was this. This is like I said, it was simpler times. You didn't have other things that distract you. But I think your mind was a little bit more open minded to. You we know, were, yeah, we were. Uh, no, to like recall things to remember things like numbers like these i was telling this story to someone the other day i got arrested for a dwi and i couldn't remember my mom's number my dad's number my own kids cell phone numbers nobody's numbers the only number i can remember is my ex-wife's number and i called her twenty thousand times and she never answered (laughs) But uh, but you called your homie and he came and came and got you, dude. I actually got um, at that time. I um, I qualified for uh, self bond. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those were times where you actually. I remember I had a phone book. I, I, I it's upstairs, dude. I had this little bitty phone book, and the phone book has like everybody's number in it but i could remember those numbers to the t back in the day like i didn't need that fun. i wrote them down but i had to remember them. Well, what's funny is one this one time at the west fest i got in a fight and i got arrested and uh i went to jail with one shoe i'll tell you that a little. oh dude i remember this story a little bit i go to i get it i go in jail and they put me in there with a drunk tank and uh you know in that drunk tank you you got the pay phones there, so you're you know what to do. You know you call your yeah, house, yeah, yeah. and you're like, uh, I lived in the Montrose right down the street from West Westheimer, and everybody would go to my house and park their car, and then go over to the Westfest. Well, at one time I got arrested. Uh, I called my, my my girlfriend, and 
in the background, I hear everybody in the background partying. I'm like, I'm in <laughs> fucking... Like, I'm in jail. <laughs> I'm in jail and you motherfucker. Who the fuck is this who answered the phone? <laughs> it's JJ. JJ's telling him. No way. Yeah, JJ's there telling him. Oh, he's... He'll get out tomorrow. Just leave him in there. Which was... Which was true because... Yeah. But the fucked up part is, you know, I went in jail because I got in a fight at that... That corner yeah. at the uh, west. They just arrested you for PI and uh, no, I got I got caught in a fight. I punched some dude because he sicked his dog on his other dog, and I punched him. I was really fucked up, so I punched him. I remember you telling me this one. And uh, he apparently had friends, and uh, they came at me, and then I got. Let's just say it was about ten of us got went to jail with me. Damn, <laughs> several of us. Hey, is that me. when your childhood boxing came into fruition? Uh, You're like, this is what I've been training for this whole time. <laughs> no, because uh, like I said, I was drunk. I was staggered, and I got hit by a skateboard, and I and I walked out with one shoe on. God damn. I went to jail with one shoe on, and I got tired of them I fucking. I remember you telling me that. They dude. kept going, hey, where's your other shoe at? I don't fucking know, and I threw it away. I was like, fucking naked, stop asking me about this shoe. Where's your other shoe at? And then they, I get locked up. I end up calling the the girlfriend at the time. Hey, uh, well, I'm in jail. She's like, yeah, I know. JJ telling me you're in jail to leave you in there until tomorrow. I was like, yeah, but I'm in jail. <laughs> and this is all during the bike messenger time. Yeah, every, all the bike messenger, all the motherfuckers. Okay, I'll get to this part. But I went to jail. I spent the night... They put me into in a cell with a pimp and a drunk. You lying, dog. The pimp is talking all night long. Oh, I just wouldn't shut his fucking uh, mouth. He could not dude. shut it. He's telling stories about the girls and blues and that. All I heard in my dreams, if I even slept, was this pimp talking about him. Woke up. Miguel was with me. Don't, your own fucking brother. Miguel dude. went to jail with me. And we're in jail. And we got out together. He's in another cell, like right next to me. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the floor, and uh, the pimp is talking all night. They fucking finally, you know, time comes in, and, and they let us out. I'm walking out of there barefooted with one, you know, I got threw away that one shoe, right? So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I get out. I call the house. No one answers. Uh. Everybody's at the fucking festival. So 12 o'clock. Noon, Sunday, I'm walking home with Miguel. And we're walking from fucking downtown to the Montrose. Yeah, the, the county jail. And then... Uh, 201 Caroline. I walk or, in home. I'm sorry. San Jack. As I get home, I see all my friends' vehicles. And then I go inside, I see all my friends' bikes, right? Everybody's bike inside my house. I'm fucking pissed because I had to walk home in a shitty day. And so I barricade the door with all the, everybody's bike. <laughs> no one's getting in Dad, here. Yeah, you had vengeance, <laughs> motherfucker. Nobody's getting in here. And uh, yeah, I was pretty pissed. But uh, uh, yeah, they came in. What's the problem? They told me you would get out today. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but still, I went to jail. <laughs> And uh, so I wouldn't let them in the house to get their bikes, you know, for maybe an hour. 
you know, I was holding them ransom. But yeah, that was uh, that was the West Fest, yeah. right right behind numbers. Oh, dude, West Fest, dude. I got actually, you know what? Maybe we should like connect because I got a bunch of footage on VH or not VHS on high eight camera of being at the West Fest yeah. when I was a kid too. Maybe we can intermingle them. I got like I said, I got a bag of like fucking fifteen tapes, and a lot of them might be West Fest. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you didn't you didn't uh, create a little. Uh... A description of what's in these videos. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Like, what I probably have to do is, like, I actually saw one time, like, recently that you could take that high 8 tape and put it in a regular-sized VHS tape. Right, it's a and sort then, of adapter. Yeah, an adapter. And then you can, you gotta have a, you have to have a VHS record, you know, what do you call them? Player? Player. <laughs> and uh, once you play it, like, you can see the, the high eight tapes or, you know. Hey, can we do a timeout? I got to go uh, to the little boys' room. Yes. Uh, so what lesson did you learn? <laughs> that was the last time I went to jail. Because after that point, I swore I'm never going back in here. And... Uh, and you're, went, you're only there for maybe 24, 48 yeah, 20, hours. No, 24 yeah. hours. Uh, but yeah, you were, you were fucking in a cell. You were in jail, and it was Saturday fucking night, and all the drunks were coming in. And they were bringing in people from the nickel. That's how I found out. <laughs> oh, they're from the nickel. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I swear now I wasn't going back in jail again. Okay, so don't get me started on that whole fucking, I'll just say, like, man, oppression. I'll just say that, because, like, the nickel, you know? Yeah. A lot of uh, poverty there. Any reason to arrest someone, put them on probation, get them to pay into the system. No, well, you know, that that's only works if you got money to pay. Exactly. So they don't. So, yeah, but, yeah. and then they keep going back into the system and it becomes like a fucking slavery system within the penitentiary system. That's, that's for another topic. That is another I, day. Cause, uh, guys, yeah, I like, I pay attention to a lot of things, but I know this is real, you know, but we're not going there. No. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're on two wheels. And uh, yeah, so that's when I decided not to go back to jail. And that was the last fight, and I made sure that I didn't get in a fight. You're like, I'm a walking away. <laughs> Someone starts shit, I'm going to walk away from this shit. I'm going right? to turn the other cheek. Exactly. So, yeah, that was uh, that was the last time I went. To, that was one of my many memories from the uh, West Fest. Uh, so whenever you go down Westheimer and Montrose, that corner is where uh, the cop. Is that gas station still there? The it gas station there. is still there. Uh, there was a, I, so when I got in a fight, I got in a fight and uh, I forgot his name. What was that guy's name? He played softball with us. He was, uh, he was a photographer too. Uh, what's his name? Not Malcolm. Malcolm. He's the one that pulled me out. Uh-huh. He pulled, because I got hit by a skateboard. <laughs> and I fell down. He pulled me up. He said, get out of here. As I punched somebody else. You got to get out of here. The cops are coming. And uh, as I, Cause I was leaving a punch, the guy who hit me with the skateboard, and then that cop started chasing me. So I ran, 
That's I, evading arrest. It, well, yeah. But that, it wasn't a felony at the time. As I was escaping, my route took me to the uh, the inbound cops that were coming in. <laughs> and uh, I ran right into them at that point. I was like, all right, I give up. Put my hands No way, yeah, dude. I ran right into them. I put my hands up, and he had the billy club. and took Damn, the, he hit you? Yeah, he took the knee out, and then uh, he put his knee to my back. And then uh, I remember this guy saying, there's a lot of cameras here. Don't don't hit him. Don't pull no Rodney <laughs> King. Yeah, that was around that time. That was around that time. Yeah. Rodney King happened in, I yeah. think, 93, so 94. They told that guy, the cop, another cop told this guy that was uh, swinging at me, to, uh, you know, there's a lot of cameras, blah, blah, blah. Take it, you know, take it down to the, you know, another notch or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's how I ended up getting arrested and... Uh, and then uh, I think my Miguel got arrested because he asked him, "Hey, what jail are you taking him to? You're going with him." <laughs> Carl, Carl, Lock, Carl got taken in Carl, with me. Really? Yeah, he got taken in with me because he was he was saying something like, "Cops have small penises or something." Oh my god! And they got they heard him. It's like, they, bitch, you coming too? <laughs> they took him in, and uh, oh, uh, I don't know when my roommate went with me. Who? Leon. Oh, Leon. And then, uh, I'm not sure who else went with me. But yeah, it was, uh, it was just a couple of us went in and, you know, but there was, there was a lot of people going in jail that day. Hey, dude, I love your brother to death. I love Miguel, dude. He's, he's one of my boys. Hey, he's a pianetto, dude. Is he not? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, to say the least. So, like, I've, I, I was, dude, me and your brother were hanging tough, like, during COVID, and, you know, like, he'd come over here, we'd be drinking, we'd ride bikes, like, we rode a lot of bikes together, but, like, I would never want to set your brother off, you know uh, what I'm saying? Because yeah. he'd be it, like, it'll be what, a- bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> your brother's a being there. I love him to death, dude. He's fucking awesome. But he's living in Mexico these days, right? Yeah, he's uh, living he's, it up. He's uh, sending the foundation up, up in there. Yeah. Getting ready to, you know, he's getting up in age. He's trying to uh, plan it out and figuring it out. All right. So we're going to skip to the next session. And this next session actually goes into uh, our connection. And I, um, um, like I said, I became a messenger in 96. And then yeah. it wasn't until '98. When you were coming in, I was trying to figure. Out yeah, you were bailing out. Yeah, you I were was bailing like, out. I gotta get out this motherfucker. Okay, I'm... you were bailing out, but I don't know uh, the connection there of me. You know, like, cause I was throwing events all the time. Yeah, you were. You were. Like I was like, dude, there's more to just like being. When, when you were coming in, and uh, I I hit the wall. I was like. You know, I got to get a different hustle. My hustle was going on different directions. And uh, you were coming in and you were essentially unionizing these <laughs> these, these, these uh, scumbags who aren't used to, but, you know, used to this direction. Because we were freewheeling. We were yeah. on. We were you just, guys at your era were all just like party, drink, whatever. There was... Uh, when I came in, I felt like you, 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 unity. You're right. Yeah, you were doing that, and I saw that, and I appreciated it. But I was, I was done with that scene because I've, I saw it developing. I saw all the, 
the gatherings, and I saw how and the jail time and the alcoholism. Yeah, I was. I, I did but I wasn't all. about that. Right. You know, yours was different, and I appreciated it, and I and I and I tagged along, and I and I, I admired it from afar. Like I said, I was peeping the game, and I saw how you were doing stuff, and I was like, okay, cool. That's that's great. That's I hope you can you know do something with it. But uh, you know, I hit I hit the wall back then, and now around that time, and uh, it was a different era, right? You it, it was, was from era it, to era, right? So it, it evolved into more of a, uh, you know, these more organized as 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 opposed to this dysfunctional family that we had because we were a bunch of uncultured peasants. And, yeah, how'd you say it? Like, <laughs> and we didn't get. And, and and you know it was a term of endearment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, these some of these guys are, are super intelligent. They and, uh, they are, dude. Some of the but they had bike messengers were a different league of people, but they had some kind of uh, how do you say it stigma. Right, right. They, there was a stigma to whether. You were alcoholics, heroin addicts, dope fiends, potheads. A lot of productive junkies out there. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but you, I, I, I was trying to bring that productivity of imagination and, like, what could be right. done. You That's know what I'm what, saying? Yeah. Like, you, you might did. be an alcoholic, you know, or and a junkie, did. or, like, if, we're going to come together and have a good time. If it wasn't for your involvement and a lot of these guys that came in Around your time, would have gone uh, would have gone bad for him, or so, south south. Yeah, so you know it 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 your your you being there and your whole scene uh, helped out a lot of them, as opposed to when my scene came was going on. Uh, they they were it was a little more selfish and more looking out for number one. But we pre, you know. If you got a flat, we'll give you a, you know a patch. But if you get to jail, we ain't bailing you out. <laughs> so, and, uh, so that was the that was the that yeah. was, and you, we, it was an you understanding. Reap, you reap what you sow, right? You know, and it was understood. But like I said, a lot of these guys were future airplane uh, aviators, uh, like your brother. Not even, but your brother wasn't even. He wasn't the, even in the scene. Yeah. But I'm talking about these guys. That's all they talked about was. Flying airplanes and these other guys were Jesse, yeah, you know, and Nikki, my ex-wife. She was actually when I met her, she was actually about to be an airline pilot, going to aviation school. Yeah, so these guys were very intelligent, and and some of these guys eventually be went into becoming these suits, but uh, later they did. on down the road. But yeah, it was it was a you know it was more selfish when I was coming up. Uh, because we're just looking out for number one in a way. Uh, because, you know, you had to. Okay, so what you're telling me, from what I understand, like, the culture wasn't like a unity culture. like No, because I, I was looking out for self. Yeah, so you're recording people not saying, hey, we need to get together and, like, make a video. And, I just thought it was interesting that, how the, the the world was... Uh, at the time, from a for, society perspective, right? You know, I rode a bike for a living. I make, and, and we we didn't know we were being, you know, we were looking out for self. We, you know, we we're just doing, we we're just living. Yeah, we we were making a living riding a bike and trying to get to the next level or progressing whatever speed or time that we were going at. Uh, 
we didn't know which, you know, some of us knew what we were going to do. Others were just trying to figure it out as we were out there. Or grow. Well, whichever way. Uh, you came around and you started, you know, hey, we got to, you know, be happy. <laughs> I was like, okay. It was more than just saying that. You know, well, yeah, it was more than that, but, you know, understand, I was being... I was seeing it from a from a, from the outside, and I was seeing it a little different. But then it grew on me. It's one of those things that you're like, oh, I see what he's doing now, or I I appreciate it or respect it, but I didn't understand it at first because, you know, uh, and and that's also I started recording that change uh, or that evolution of yeah, what was exactly. going on is from from my scene and everybody and those same guys were there. When it changed. They were. Yeah, they those were. guys. So the, the, those guys appreciated and evolved and grew with it. And that, you know, they, you know, when when the changes happened, they were there and they saw it and they appreciated it too. But so, you know, it was uh, it was cool to see it change. They appreciated it and they understood it. And it was good, you know. Some of them were still uncultured, but, you know. Is <laughs> this... But I mean that that to be honest, like I mean, ta- the times of you were just to me the way you're depicting it were just like li- do the job, ride the bike, go to work, make money, make some money, make a lot of money. But then there was when I came uh, actually when I came in in '96, like I was like, God damn, there's all this stuff going on, and like you know, there's no like unity of like and then like I was like seeing other cities and cultures I was like dude we have all like I felt like we had the characters and and the intelligence yeah, you, yeah. we had the intelligence of a lot of people who were artists who were actually rhyme sayers uh poets uh athletes mountain bike you know uh, hardcore cyclists you know what I'm saying like it was all there but it wasn't like to come together and like say, hey, this is what's going on. But I saw the talent. I saw the talent and, you know, the artists and the cyclists. And the, like, I was just like, man, we have all the characteristics of making something great, you know? And that's why we started Humidity. It's like, we, these are people who are talented that can actually do something, whether they're writers, you give me an article, or you race a race. And then you give me your results. You know what I'm saying? And that that's what I thought was content to humidity. Right. You know, yeah. That's what I wanted to bring to humidity. I, I, and I saw the same thing, but I saw them as individuals and I and and I saw that and but you unified it like you said and, and it made sense. And uh but you, you had the patience and the uh I did have the, patience. And the uh and the uh, I guess uh do you put the you put the effort into putting it together and and you know and and bringing people together and having these things where before we didn't have that nor did we we didn't have anybody who was willing to put up with that kind of shit because some of these motherfuckers were motherfuckers yeah and, you're and, right and, dude and then nobody you know, because you had the patience you could put up with it uh, I didn't have it. But I could uh, appreciate you the characters can, here. But you can depict it, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, what I did. I captured it. I saw this dude. It's funny as fucking hell. 
But then you saw this fool like as drunk as hell too, right? And, yeah, you know, and or this fool that would, had meaning as hell. You know, and, what I'm and the, those conversations were fucking out of this world. And they were fucking amazing. That uh, uh, you know these little these 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 things they were talk about were just out of this. I didn't see it coming, and uh, I thought it needed to be recorded. So I recorded some of these things because I thought they were fucking hilarious. And, uh, I did too. That's and, why I started humidity. Right, and and but I did. Like I said, you had the patience. I didn't, so I wasn't going to be that guy. Chris was really good about uh, unifying and helping. Yeah, but he him need, too, of course. So, but he had the patience to to put up with some of the stuff. I didn't. Oh, uh, Ham, Ham, aka Ham. aka Ham. So he was really good at, about dealing with it, and he understood a lot of. Uh, what they were saying or, or coming or, or doing or whatever the case was. But, yeah, like I said, he had the patience. That's why you guys worked really good together. I couldn't deal with it, but I can work back here on the back end side the of it. Behind the behind-the-scenes motherfucker. Because I did not want to have to deal with, you know, Evil Twin or, yeah. or you know, and his or Swamp Donkey. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. You know, speaking of Swamp Donkey... That motherfucker. You know how we met that dude? You know how he showed up? Ow. We're playing softball off of a... A Rich Stitcher Park at the time. We renamed the park. Right. We're playing softball. Fucking... I don't know how the fuck we have a softball league, a bunch of fucking messengers, courier scum, but we developed one, right? Yeah. We're out there playing softball. This motherfucker ran out of his apartment. A tiny hole, shit hole in the wall, right? Comes out of there. Hey, I play baseball. <laughs> and he showed up like a lost puppy and never left. Dude, I didn't know this. Yeah, so he, then came he out became of, a messenger. He after came about messenger. He hung out. Dude, he, I never knew this. All right, that's what I'm saying. I love interviewing I, you guys. I was there. I was there. So when you he saying came out. Swamp Doggy wasn't even a messenger? Saw you guys were playing softball and then say, "Hey, what's up?" Honk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it's that, like, "Hey, can I get a job?" I do. Hey, you gonna eat that burger? <laughs> that you gonna I, eat the rest of those fries? I. I threw a party at my girlfriend's house one time, and that motherfucker found the bedroom, fell asleep in the bedroom, threw up in the bed. I had to throw his ass out. As I was throwing him out, he was throwing up in the sink. I was like, what the fuck? I did not know that's how Swamp Donkey came into the mix. Yeah, he showed up. That's how he showed up. He showed up. I didn't know that you guys were playing softball. Softball. And softball I right. always wondered. I thought he just came in and applied no, for the job, became no. a, a bike messenger. He saw us. He saw the, uh, he heard the jokes. He saw the camaraderie. This is real time yeah, right now. This is, this is real. No, I'm up. just saying, like, right now is real time how Swamp Donkey, yeah. like, came he into up. the scene. Yeah. He, I because don't know you guys what... were playing Courier Scum softball. Right. And uh, out of nowhere, he shows up. I, I remember this fucker running. From the apartment complex. And he said, oh, yeah, I live right there. Oh. I was like, this, you know, I am I see this guy. You know, we already have characters. We already have fucking uh, uh, these these people who, who, who came from different parts of Houston and found themselves in this little ecosystem that we're 
developed and is growing and doing whatever. And I'm seeing this develop. And, you know, and this is, I I didn't think this person was going to be who he is, the Swamp Donkey. <laughs> At the time, I don't even know his real name. But I do know that where I Matt. do remember. Matt, yeah. I do remember when I first saw this guy. When I first laid eyes on this guy, he was running, running, full speed from his apartment. Excited like a lost puppy that's found his fucking... And he had that that mantra or that aura to him. Like he was like a lost puppy. Yeah, all the time. And, and he came and he like he found... Something that he was missing, and he and he What's held up, on brother? to it. Yeah, and he held on to it, and and he was there ever since. I don't remember him. <laughs> <laughs> there was stuff that I didn't know, but I do remember some of this. The stuff that I experienced with him, where one kicking him out of my house, throwing up on the my fucking my side of the bed where I was sleeping, and uh, you know that was uh, in perfect name, Swamp Donkey. Red. Dude, that was a good story because I always wondered, you know, like I always thought he just came to downtown as Swamp Donkey, you know, no. but that's the story how he yeah, how came he into up. the whole thing. He showed up one day, he, he appeared at a scumbag softball game that we were we were developing or whatever. We were just, hey, I play softball, I play softball, or let's play softball. Yeah, and the way and there, that, was, there was an actual league, you know what I'm saying? Like CCSD. Yeah, yeah. And they all, also, you yeah. remember those guys? Yeah, yeah, and then we fucking uh, yeah, I remember all that stuff. They uh, we we got <laughs> we got organized, <laughs> fucking dude. And I used to go out there with my fucking 35 millimeter camera and take pictures when you used to develop film. Yeah, and I would post. Picture, I'd have to go to fucking store and get my film developed to fucking put the pictures in humidity. It wasn't like instant gratification like cell phones today, you know? That's true. And like, those were different times, dude. Yeah, like, and, uh, and uh, that was part of the, uh, one of the many, uh, uh, you know, evolutions of the uh, courier scene of fucking... These guys found something in common, and we grew from that, and we developed it, and, you know, just like an ecosystem. Okay, so now we're just going to, both of us have uh, half a beer left, but uh, I guess I will really want to talk about next is, like, our connection with the solstice and the knack and, like, the shit that happened, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, like you kind of set it up already. Like, hey, the things that I was doing to unite and and like the first solstice. Yeah, you see that picture? Of, yeah, that that was 90s. the first fucking winter solstice on yeah. the wall right there. I remember. So you came through on the fourth annual winter solstice and recorded everything. Like you yeah. took that camcorder that had that high eight video and you went all over i said here's the race course this is where they have to go this is what they got to do i gave you it pre before the race started and you set everything up and you created that winter solstice fucking video which is fucking epic that that is the epitome of the best epic bike messenger video 
pull it up right now, dude, okay. because like it is insane because you captured moments from checkpoint to checkpoint to finish line to finish line, and then you put all those cats at the end. <laughs> That was my cat. That was uh, that was your cat. That was dude? my cat and my dog. No way, dude. That was when I was living off of West Gray and the Montrose. And uh, no way, dude. And uh, yeah, that was uh, me. And so you ju- that was actually that was the first video you put out when I was doing stuff, and that was in two thousand and one. Actually, two thousand one, not so two thousand four. Whenever you hear the beginning. One and oh, dude. So once you hear that, once you get that going, then you know that was the moment. That's what I was feeling at the time. Now that that song was from a different uh, era, era, but uh, I just felt that uh, it it uh, it reflected what I I was feeling or the moment that we're, we're going or through at the time. The, the time, the energy, yeah, through. yeah, the times we're going through. So that's where we were. The energy that. But that happened. song was like at least ten years yeah, old. Yeah, already. exactly. That song was ten years old. Exactly, already. but that's when. Uh, but that's what I, that's the same energy I that I thought would describe what we were feeling at the time, and we were just living. Dude, but you magnetized it though. You know what I'm saying? From that, and then like, you know. And, and then I, and then hey, I switched it up. I'm going to tell you, stuff. this is some shit. If you watch that video, so hard, <laughs> he said, what, what, no, I, was, I, I, I said, hey, I was like, $10 for for you know, Houstonians. Oh, no, I said $10 for out-of-towners, $12 for out-of-town. Oh, no, it was the opposite. $10 for out-of-towners, $12 for local. And then someone goes, what about these? <laughs> hey, what did and you I say? was like, "Who?" And they said, "These nuts!" <laughs> oh my god, we went through so many conversations with that being the end of the conversation. <laughs> and I was like, "Damn, this fucker clowning me, dude!" Because that was re- you were recording that shit live. You had actually you had a a, a, a tripod, a yeah. tripod, like because I was like. People came from Austin, Dallas, New Orleans, and all the Houston guys, and I'm like having everyone sign up on the table, and then next thing you know, like so, it was Luke, Luke Lakehead, or is he, is he the one? Luke is the one that said, "What about these?" He's like, "I was like who?" And he's like, "These nuts." <laughs> Those are that's what I was talking about. Those are the moments that I was trying to capture that I. You can, and you, you didn't even know that. Like you didn't know no, he was going to say that or no, nothing. No, that's dude. what I mean. That's why I, I hit I hit record and I pointed it that direction, and I and I knew with these characters that they were going to say they always say something. They're always talking. They're always telling you, saying something to that reflected what you know that uh, that 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 you can't reproduce. Exactly. So it's a you, one time saying right. type so, shit. And, uh, one time saying. And they had like so Marconi. Many. Marconi goes, 
I know I'm gonna win because in my head, you're right. He goes, <laughs> I got it. You know, and that's that that is positive affirmation. You right. know what I'm saying? Like Marconi's like, but he didn't win though. <laughs> no, he didn't. he won in his head. <laughs> and uh, but there was those were the time the time the things that uh, that I would see and I wanted to capture and I thought that was uh, interesting to me and I thought that uh, I could never explain that to anybody or uh, the or tell them the the feeling that 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 was a uh, what that did because it was just uh it was those moments that I tried to capture and I, and I got a couple of them and and uh and I recorded them and I put them out there and I thought they were they were hilarious. Okay, let me ask you this question. So honestly, for you to capture that moment, you had to sit there yeah. and listen and yeah. listen and listen and listen. It's like. That's the one. Yeah, that, and Take. that was one of them. And that was one of them. You should see my notes. My notes were, uh, were uh, you know, I would put an asterisk, big old giant asterisk around this particular one. I gotta, rec- I gotta capture this part. All right, hey, let me pause it right here and pay my. Thank you so fucking much from the bottom of my heart for catching that fucking moment. Nah, it was, it was there, it was memorable, and uh, those guys. Uh, you know they all they all contributed to it. You know, and had a great time doing it. Dude, the video. Hey, if you got a chance, go uh, to YouTube and look up two the number two W I M Wim, and you will see at least you got at least six videos. Yeah, there, I got a couple right? of them out there. I put out maybe it. maybe five. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing I'm bringing back that. I don't I don't think you have six. You no, have no, at least five. Yeah, it, it, but you have the knack. The winter solstice, and then like uh, I got one of the ghost sprints. The ghost sprint. Oh, when I did <laughs> the early day ghost sprints. Where the early day ghost sprints at at that bar. Yeah, that there. is no longer there. That's hey, they're building a high rise yeah. right there now. And then um, you did you did I the, did I did one for uh, um, the art car art the car oh, the the art, art car. car yeah. That we that the Chris and Cineros did and all that like that one no the the one that uh, Butch and those guys did oh where, with the bike, the uh, bike it was pedal, self pedal yeah. dude yeah. I donated the bug was like, that you yes I had a Volkswagen bug that I donated to the bike messengers and they did the the whole propeller type thing yeah. like, you know with that, the transmission that, the, I, I like to think that that was the beginning of the uh, people saw that and they took and someone took that to another level and built these other little contraptions for drinking beer I don't know if you've seen those no uh, I, I people people uh, will rent these and oh and the bike beer. the uh, the bike pedal thing that goes yeah. around downtown Houston yeah of they're course drinking yeah so I was like you're oh. right dude so I like to think Maybe that you're we are the we pioneer could, of that. We, we we I think we were the influence in that. So but uh yeah, so those are the little things I captured. And that bike broke during I, the R car. Yeah, and then uh the chain broke a couple yeah. times. It was it it, it had never had a chance, <laughs> but <laughs> cuz it was super slow. It was super th- six people and they were pedaling like crazy. But the weight went down. Yeah. And I donated well that was a Volkswagen, you know. Yeah, uh, so frame. It, it was uh but it, the, the thought was there it got there. Uh, we were able to pull it off, but then there was these little heels or little Yeah, up, on Allen Park. Inclines, yeah. So that those inclines 
killed it, but uh, we were able to push it. <laughs> the the thought was there. We gotta we gotta dude, see. Dude, this for- is what year, dude? Like, can you think? This is nineteen. 19- I mean, it's early two thousand, I guess. <sighs> Uh, it was. It, it wasn't. In, I don't think it was in nineteen ninety. Two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah, early two thousands. I would guess early two thousands. I mean, the Archive Festival was was peaking or just peaked or was about to go off. It was yeah. just being, you know, the Archive. Yeah, but that whole thing was bike messenger. You know. Ingenuity. Ingenuity. Like, I remember I went to the build. Like, we were always going there, and I I went there, and, like, I was like, what about this? And who was the guy? Uh, Chris. His name was Chris. I don't remember his last name, but he was Butch's friend. Yeah, and he was the main... uh, Yeah, he was was a welder. He was the welder that was able to, like, make it happen because he made every weld. He welded. (laughs) But it broke, like, halfway within. uh, It was just too much. We didn't have the The right... The weight within... Well, the chain was not... uh, The chain was meant for a bike, not a fucking uh, bug. Yeah, maybe you should have put a motorcycle chain on there. Yeah, you know, that's way thicker but, and heavier. But uh, you know what I'm saying it would it would have lost its character. Yeah, I forgot his last name, yeah. Chris. I know his first I, name. I remember was Chris. Chris. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, yeah, he was in the video. I made yeah. a. I, uh, and I'm surprised they uh, YouTube didn't uh, remove that the music from it because I used uh, you know some copywritten music and also have uh, the knack on there. Uh, the uh, the bunny hop. Oh yeah, House of Pain. Yeah. If you guys get a chance, go to two in. Actually, I remember, like at least for about five years, the audio was not on that video. Yeah, they they forgot about it or something. Okay, and then like within the last five years, it's on there now. Yeah, yeah. So you know what what what's going on? I have no idea. I just plug it in, and that's when uh, actually when YouTube just started. And, and it, and I found out I could just upload, so that's what I did. So I, I was a, uh, I guess I would you would you know I, that's the first time uh, I did that. So yeah, way back when. Way back when. How much you got left, dude? I'm almost there. Okay. So uh, damn, we're actually at an hour and forty one minutes. So that's longer than I cared to. Yeah, it's like only 30 minutes. He's like, okay, 30 minutes. And they're like, dude, we're an hour and 41. Yeah. But I told him, I have a six pack, but we got to drink three beers a piece. You no, know, we're drinking like I'm at a titty bar. I'm <laughs> drinking really slow. But hey, this is good content. And the reason why I say that is because, like, you will never understand. To be honest, like, I think the scene that's out there today, like, I think a lot of it had to do with the evolution of, like, how we curated. And I say we. I'm not saying me. I'm saying we. Because if it wasn't I did some stuff, you had my back. You know what I'm saying? But you put out these videos that were just, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, it's not only like word of mouth from me, but it's like actually documented to like, damn, this nigga put it out. So like, it it's out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And it was uh, I understand when me as a kid, as a as a little ten year old, 
I used to ride the bus, the 56 from Airline to downtown. 56? You remember that goddamn number? Yeah, 56 to Airline. And I would stop out. We would get off on the the Kemason right there on uh, on Equipment and uh, Main Street. And then, or or we would take it all the way into downtown into um, one of the spots, and you would see these messengers back in back in the Don't early nineties. Don't lie, yeah. dude. Don't lie. You would see them, and you're like, wow, man. You know, that dude's free. You know, that dude is fucking. He's riding a fucking bicycle. That was your interpretation when you saw that. Yeah, and then whenever. Uh, it, so you're saying your depiction of a bike messenger is something you've seen when you were on the bus? Yeah. And, Are you serious, 56, dude? Yeah. And, and Don't ride, lie, riding on dude. 56, getting off on air on uh, on Main Street, coming over the bridge, or or coming in from uh, whatever the route that the metro would drop, and you would see these guys riding their bikes and they're delivering uh, whatever. And you're like, oh, that dude right there is free. He was, you know, so that's how I, uh, and when my turn came up and I had an option to become one of these guys, I took it without any hesitation. You wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be that guy. So, so, uh, what are you telling me for real, yeah, dog? This is that, real that shit. shit. You not, yeah. You that's shit a, me not. That's when I, when I knew of a messenger when I was a kid. And when that opportunity came for me to be one or I got introduced to having an option to sign up to be one, I took it without a hesitation. You just go for it. Because you were like, you knew that dude was doing stuff because he wanted to. Not because he was told. Not because, uh, you know, he's riding a bike and making money. What? Hey, dude, if you listen to Squirrel's interview that I interviewed him, uh, dude, he's like episode 10 or 12, but Squirrel said the same thing. He was 10 years old or 8 years old, and he lived in this house, and then the house next door to him, there was a guy that lived in the garage apartment, and the guy was a fucking bike messenger. And Squirrel's like, oh my God, he's like, you're the, he's like, oh, yeah. Well, Squirrel saw him like 10 years later. Like, you know, Squirrel's like 10 or 12 years old and like saw him and like, oh, excuse me. Squirrel actually ran into him when he was a bike messenger when he was like 20, 21. And he was like, hey, what's up, man? You were the guy that was the bike messenger when I was a kid. And I thought you were so cool because, oh, that's what it was. Squirrel said... That the guy who was a bike messenger lived in an apartment on top of a bar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Squirrel lived like a house next door. So he was like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? The irony. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's there. He was like, I'm eight years old. This guy's riding a bike that lives on top of a bar, you know, and he delivers mail. Yeah. And, and uh, I was that guy too. I lived, I lived behind a bar. There was a wall separating the bar from my bedroom. Yeah. And I was a bike messenger right into town. So, yeah, those, that cycle continues. Or continued. I, 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 did, I did my part. But, yeah, that was, the, uh, that was my introduction to uh, the messenger scene for the first time at a, an early age. And 
And it was no hesitation because you knew. But you always knew you were, you you know you're the behind the scene guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I I will do I'll be about or I'll do what I do, but I'm gonna observe. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that was it. That was the that was my thing. That that's who I, that's where that's uh, who you are. Yeah, period. Period. period yeah. Point blank. Like yeah. I'll, I'll concur with that. Yeah, that was, uh, and I felt comfortable in that. Like some people weren't like to be in the front. Of course. Like, I like, like being a, in the back. Anything that I ever did and you were a part of, you were always behind the scenes. And like, I don't want to be a part of like you getting on this and that, that and on stage and saying this, that, like with the mask in his face. Right. <laughs> a peeping game. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. All right. So we're we're coming up pretty short on the end of time and we're our end of beers. But uh, there's two questions I always ask uh, my people I interview. Uh, what is one of the most craziest scenes that you ever saw in downtown that changed your life? Craziest. Craziest. You're like, God damn, I can't believe I said that. Fucking JJ told me one I'd never heard. I was like, God, that sounds crazy, dude. But what do you think that you saw in downtown? You're like, God damn, I can't believe crazy. You're like, God damn, this is crazy. Well, dude. other than maybe snow being on the uh, fire escape, one of the craziest and saddest things I've ever seen. Are you talking about that death of that girl yeah. that jumped off? it was sad. And, uh, and, dude, and, uh, you're like, out of 40, 44 issues, you're probably like the fourth or fifth person who said that. Yeah, because it was, uh, you know, you got to understand, she was sitting up there. Yeah. She wasn't sitting, but no, she like was dangling. No, she fell and dangling off. Yeah, and uh, you could see the blood dripping. So. so apparently someone told me that she worked for Beeline. I'm not sure who she worked for, but what I remember She was is, like a worked in the office and they, like had some discrepancy with somebody. She, from what I understood, is, uh, or what I remember was her name was Snow. And the reason she was called Snow was because she was blonde, white, and... Uh, and the prostitute mm. from the around the cut. And know, so, you might be telling me a different story because and, uh, JJ told me she was worked for Beeline. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, uh, I don't Those know, the, I like, don't know the background of the much about it. I just remember that part of it, and from you know, it all made sense to me at the time from from what I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, anything anybody staying or or coming out of that building. Uh, you know, was shysty. So you know. Oh, I know. I had to deliver packages to attorneys that were staying there. I was oh, like, really? "What the fuck, man?" I was like, "What the fuck? Are you staying at the Montague, dude? Like, this is like you either come here to fuck, do fucking crack, do heroin, or some other fucking drug, and then like, right, or drink yourself to death." Right. So that's you know? why uh, my uh, my view a- of this person was this and that, and so that's how I see this. But that was the craziest thing, I think. Everything else was, uh, was you know, was typical of, uh, you know, being a messenger and dealing with... Uh, uh, it's, mess life. Yeah, the yeah. mess life, yeah. All right, my next question, and then we're done. What is the funniest thing you've seen in downtown? Like, you, like whether it was tower shit, like someone just clowning Chris. I never knew Chris was, what did you say his name was? Ham, Hamlet, <laughs> and he that motherfucker answered to it too. 
he would answer to Hamlet. Um, like, what was so funny that you thought, like, you saw whether, you, you know, I said, that you're like, ah, ha, ha, you could not stop laughing because some bike messenger was sucking, was just so funny about bringing it to the table. Well, uh, you know, some of the stuff was... You've the, said the, some the, stuff throughout this whole podcast. The, the names, the names that people would get, it just reminded me of these, of, you know, people... Of Native Americans naming individuals, you know, uh, run a lot, you know, talk a lot, run and start, run Get and that start, right. yeah, well, run yeah, and start. run and start, talk a lot. Talk so you're saying the funniest things you thought you've heard is just the aliases, yeah, because I I didn't know anybody's name, I had uh, never knew anybody's real name, and I think that was. Perfect, because I. You're the first person to ever say that the funniest thing you thought you heard were aliases of people. Yeah, because it said a lot about that person. Yeah. Kick, who the fuck names you kickstand? And you respond to that. You re- kickstand. You turn around. What's yeah, up? That's your alias. Yeah, that's who you are. You're that guy, and that said a lot to me, and that told me where I was at. That told me, I, these people. They don't care what your real name, your birth name, or your whatever. You are kickstand, or you are talk a lot because that's who you are. And and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't care to know who all this other stuff about you. This is your alias. This is who you are. Your name. You talk a lot. And guess what? Motherfucker talks a lot. He says, and he talks a lot, and he says a lot. All right, okay, here's the, I mean, just the next thing, and we're done. But, like, you never had an alias. You were just... My guy sitting in the back. But your name was just... That's why I, I, I titled this, like, episode 44. Never knew that alias. You know how bad I wanted a fucking nickname? <laughs> Nobody... No, I take it back. Uh, Carl Gonzalez called me one time, gave me a nickname one time, and it was just him. What was it, dog? It was, it was Worm. Worm? The reason he called me Worm was because when I delivered airline tickets, and I had a, a, not a, it was a fanny pack, but one of those big old fanny packs that, uh, you know, that, that go around your waist, and I had airline tickets in there. I didn't need a courier bag. I just shoved yeah, them in there. pulled them out. So yeah, that was if anything, that was my one, and he named me Worm because he, it looked like I had a worm wrapped around my waist. But that was it. That I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get anything cool. And yeah, people just. I mean, I told you my alias how I became the kid. Yeah. Because there was another Cisco. Right. But, and I was Cisco, but I was like, just call me the kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, Chris had a variety. It's, oh my God! I've never heard Hamlet. Yeah, ever. Hamlet was a, so. When I put out JJ's podcast last week, Chris fucking called me and said, "When am I gonna get a podcast?" I was like, "Let's podcast, bitch!" Like I've been trying to get you on here on time, so like let's do it. So when I podcast him, I will definitely. I mean, I've always called him inbred because he's always had an inbred mentality. <laughs> But I mean, that's that. So yeah, I was uh, I was googling up um, when Hamlet movie showed up, but that oh, was Hamlet's the, been on since Shakespeare. Full no, 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 like the, the movie, movie. Oh. The, the first one oh, with, with Mel okay. Gibson, I think. Oh no, I think Hamlet's been on way before that, dude. You know, you 
you're talking like depictions of the 20s and 30s and 40s of Hamlet, even like 1800s of plays, and you know, Hamlet's been relevant throughout centuries. Well, yeah, but uh, when uh, Mel Gibson played Hamlet, he had that haircut. <laughs> Did he not have the haircut? He had the haircut. I've never seen that. I mean, I'm talking yeah. about a fucking yeah, straight line. Straight bowl. I was like, dude, okay. I, can, I get it. Includes yeah. episode 44, and I just have to say thank cool. you cool. so much from the fofo that from the bottom of my heart, everything you've done, you know, in the scene, in the bike messenger scene, undercover scene that has actually been um, very... It has changed the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might say, oh, no, you did No. If it wasn't for you, the game wouldn't have been changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the things that you did video-wise, recording and putting out, that set a standard throughout the world. Because that those videos, you look at it, it has thousands and thousands of views. And, like, it just made other cultures, even subcultures, like, understand, like, this is a lifestyle of cycling besides the Tour de France. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, you know, mountain bike fucking races across the world. But thank you so much, dude, for sitting down with me and, like, spin this game. Because you're like, ah, no, 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 no. We just done finished our third beer. Uh, right? That's true. Thank All you. Right? Thank you. So, uh I'm not even going to ask what I ask, say to people all the time, but I'm just going to close it out right now. I always say, where can people find you? Where can people hit you up? Like, you're not that person. No, you, I'll, yeah. f- I'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't say that to you, because people I usually hit up, I was like, how can they find you? And I was like, I didn't ask you that because you. So any last words? Um, any last words? And then we're done. Two wheels in motion. That's it. All right. We out. Love you, dog. We out. Peace.